Welcome to the Building PA Podcast, presented by PJ Dick. Here are your co-hosts, Chris Martin and John O'Brien. Hello, and welcome to the Building PA Podcast. I am your co-host, John O'Brien, from the Keystone Contractors Association, joined as always by a fellow co-host, Chris Martin from Atlas Marketing. Chris, what's going on? How we doing? Hey, John. I'm doing well. How are you? How are things good, out good. there I'm doing all right. uh, in Dillsburg? Actually, I'm, I'm, it's a little rusty. We haven't done this in a, a couple of weeks, and I, I forgot to mention I'm in the Quandel studio, providing <laughs> your construction services, uh, whatever you need, construction owners and end users. Give, give Quandel, check them out online or give them a call, and they'll hook you up. So. Yes. But yes, yes, I'm in Dillsburg. You are correct, Chris. So. Yes, that's great. And John, you're right. It's been a couple of weeks since we've had our last interview. And uh, for everyone listening, this is Chris Martin, and I am the president of Atlas Marketing. You can check us out online at atlasstories.com. And I am like John. I get to come to you from the lovely Stalwart Insurance Group studios. And uh, I encourage you to check out Stalwart Insurance online as well. Uh, they help people save money through their insurance costs. So uh, I encourage you to uh, look at them and check them out. They might help you save some money as well. So John, I believe we have a first on our lovely illustrious Building PA podcast today. We're talking with Tori Shriver, who is the political director for the Eastern Area States Regional Council of Carpenters. And the reason I say that she is the first couple things, but more importantly, she's the first political person that is coming on and talking about politics. Correct. We've had legislators, but they don't talk, they don't, they weren't talking politics. You are correct. Yes. That's right. So that's where I was going. So Tori, well, Chris does occur. I wasn't ready, Tori. (laughs) How's it going, Tori? (laughs) It's good. Thank you so much for having me. It's lovely to see both of you again. I'm interested to know what legislators you have on that have not talked about politics. Um, it's such an well, we exciting have, thing to talk about. It was. It was. Uh, we had Brian Cutler, Speaker of the House. That's he was awesome. talking about his leadership theory. The, yeah. I think he calls it the tenth man theory, where if you're in a room and you throw a topic out there, by the tenth person, someone has to disagree with him. You don't want a bunch of yes people surrounding you. So, that's interesting. Yeah, that was a good episode. Check it out on Building Peace. I definitely will. I'm going to have to listen. Yeah. But this episode is going to be even better. I can feel it. I just know it's going to be awesome. So, But, you know, like a month ago, I get an email press release from uh, EAS, the Eastern Atlantic States Regional Council of Carpenters, and it's announcing that Tori has become the political director for the entire council. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank and here you, I thought <laughs> I thought it was some sort of error. I just assumed you were already in that role since <laughs> since you kick ass in that position and you do a great job. I just assumed so. <laughs> but I thought, well, since she has this new role, this new title, let's bring her on the show and uh, introduce her to the Building PA podcast crowd. Yeah. Well, I was honored to receive the invitation. Thank you for that. Yeah, I thought that uh, I would, you know, having a press release about me was a first. That was exciting. I said, you know, don't go overboard, please. <laughs> don't make a big deal about it. But uh, Frank, our comms director, is a wonderful person, and he never listens to me about those things. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, political director from deputy political director. So okay, perfect. Exciting. So who is Tori, though? Maybe a little background. 
Who is Tori? Yes. Uh, who is Tori Shriver? Wow. What a question. I could go really deep with this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It's where I currently live now. And um, I'm based here, work at the EAS headquarters in Pittsburgh, but we have a couple, um, you know, big offices across our territory. And I went to University of Pittsburgh at Johnstown for my undergrad, political science and history. And um, I'm just a regular political nerd. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so I am based in Pittsburgh. I work with the Carpenters for the Carpenters, for the members, which is really what it's all about, our membership. Um, you know, promoting and educating around public policy and issues that affect us every day. And uh, a lot of people don't realize how much politics affects union members, really everyone, but particularly, you know, union members and carpenters and members of the building trades. So that's who I am. I'm also a dog mom. A dog mom. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my most important role is dog yeah. mom. <laughs> <It is important>. <laughs> <laughs> Especially from the dog's perspective. Yeah, oh, for um, sure. <laughs> so, 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 Tori, how did, I mean, is this something, I mean, you, a self-proclaimed political nerd <laughs> is this something that you wanted to get into or how did you get here yeah yeah well i got super super lucky but politics was something i always wanted to get into i actually was you know the senior superlatives you have when you graduate from high school it's like best hair best dressed mine was most likely to be president <laughs> <laughs> i don't know those kidding. superlatives that was a surprise <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I was voted most political. So it was something I was always interested in, something I always had a real passion for. Um, ever since I was a kid, I mean, I remember the 2000 election and my dad, big Democrat, was very upset. Um, first time I ever see, saw my father shed a tear was when, um, Bush, <laughs> Bush won, um, not to get super political, but, um, so I don't know, it's just been ingrained in me ever since I was a child. I was like six in 2000, so. So yeah, but I got really lucky as it relates to the Carpenters. I um, I graduated from UPJ in 2016, and which was a wild year, of course, in politics, you know. Um, and I was like, what do I do next? Do I go to under? Do I go to grad school? Get my master's in public policy? Do I just jump right into the campaign life? And um, I had someone introduce me to our former political director, who now works for. The carpenters up in New England. His name was Ian Hines. And they said, you know, just meet with Ian. He's worked on a lot of campaigns. He now works for the carpenters. He's just very political and he'll he'll know, you know, he'll give you some good advice. And I met with Ian and I it was a really great meeting. We just chatted about politics and about, you know, what my passions were and um what I really wanted to do, which was I thought going into directly into campaign life. And I walked out of there and he was like, you know what? He went to um, his boss, Bill Watercott, who you both know, and said, I think we should maybe bring her back in for an interview with the Carpenters. Uh -huh. And they did. And Bill Watercott hired me. So um, I got really lucky. I just got, you know, put in the right place at the right time. And I guess with the, the right attitude. And, um, and that's how I ended up with the Carpenters. So it was really a whirlwind kind of thing because I knew about labor but only the surface level that you learn about when you're, you know, learning about politics and history, especially being from Pittsburgh, you know, we have a lot of labor history here, but that's really all I knew. I didn't know like the intricacies and, and what it meant 
to be in building trades versus other labor groups. Um, so I learned a lot very quickly when I started with the carpenters. I can't believe it was 2016. I can't believe that. It when I graduated felt, from college? Yeah, it feels longer. I feel like I've, I've known you longer, so, but. Yeah, well, I started, I, I officially was hired in February of 2017. Okay. So it's been over four years with the carpenters. Oh. Quick, a quick ascension to the, yes. the director <laughs> title. So that's great. So what are, what are some of the challenges? I mean, it, we'll call it what it is. I mean, you're, you're young and there's nothing wrong with that. I hear that as I said it out loud, but um, what are some of the challenges that you face in your role now? Well, being the youngest person in the room, which I, I sometimes am not quite anymore, but um, being young and being a woman, I think in a field that's dominated by men, um, not just construction industry, but politics itself is a field dominated by men. Um, but then on top of that, within the construction industry, it's kind of like a double whammy. You know, it was intimidating, very, very intimidating. I'm really lucky, though. I work with an incredible group of people, and obviously, who put their faith in me. And But it was very intimidating at first. It took me a while to start to understand the culture and just get adjusted to often being the only woman in the room and often being, you know, having a big age age gap and trying to assert myself so that those things didn't um, and people's in other people's eyes hold me back. Um, you know, a lot of times when you walk into a room and you're the only woman, some people in that room just aren't going to listen to you just because the your opinions and your ideals, just because the package it comes into. And that's something I had to kind of learn. Um, but on the other hand, I work with a really great group of people who just empowered me and lifted me up and took me seriously. And it was really awesome. Um, but it definitely has its challenges and yeah, being young on top of being a woman in this field has been an interesting, an interesting thing, but yeah. I've been very, very it, fortunate. It's funny. Cause I, I've, Tori, I met you probably three or four years ago. I, I forget, mm -hmm. but I would have never put the words intimidating in front of, or intimidated in front <laughs> of your name. Correct. Because the first, I remember the the first time I met you, it was you were like, "Hi, I'm Tori," and it was like, "Oh, okay, hi, how are you?" And boom, <laughs> you know. And so, if anybody's ever met Tori, you kind of, I would assume you're all getting the same kind of the same feeling. And and John, I'm sure you can too. Um, yep. But it's just interesting to hear that because that doesn't that is not a word that I would use to to describe you. So you know, kudos for that. I really appreciate you saying that. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I, would, I, I masked would, it well. <laughs> yes, I would yeah. echo that as well. I mean, I've been in numerous meetings with you and politicians and labor leaders, and you know, you carry yourself with confidence and uh, professional and confident. So, uh, yeah. whatever you're doing, keep it up. Do a great job. Thank um, you. So that also speaks to both of you. I mean, you know, you that just means that you guys met me and thought, looked at me as a as an equal and a colleague rather than you know. So I appreciate that. That's really nice. Thank you. Certainly. But that's a lot to learn in four years, all these issues and the allies of the industry, you know, who's for or against what. And um, do you have like mentors that helped you along? You talked a few times about a great group that you work with. Um, oh, absolutely. Yes, for sure. Um, mentors in the political world, mentors in the world of carpenters and then, you know, where they mix. 
But I mean, I have we have this incredible leadership team with Bill Sproul and Bill Watercott. Um, Bill Sproul, who's our executive secretary, treasurer, EST, and Bill Watercott, who was the former EST and now the Eastern District Vice President. Um, the both of them obviously have such incredible institutional knowledge, and they just will sit and talk and take me under their wing and explain things to me and just really help me. I mean, so many people have done that, honestly. And like someone who I, someone who I kind of share a similar experience with um, is Chris Patrone, who you probably know. Um, he works for ASP now, but he was with the operators, operating engineers. And he is someone who, like me, did not come out of the field and was not, um, you know, by trade, an operator by trade, a carpenter. Um, so he's someone who, you know, we had degrees in the, in politics or political science, and and he kind of understood what it was like to come from the outside and be viewed as an outsider at first. Um, because traditionally in, in my role, and the people that have held my role before were carpenters that came from, you know, being business agents and council representatives and actually went through the apprenticeship program and all those things, which is really awesome and gives you a really incredible perspective. Um, but it was just, a, it's a different experience. So Chris Patron is someone who really helped mentor me. And um, we talk, we still talk a lot because, you know, we obviously share very similar roles. Um, but within the union, so many people, John McCoy, the former political director, um, Anthony, Anthony Abrantes, who, you know, are, uh, director of organizing. Yeah, everyone kind of just, you learn so much by just being in a room and listening to people and just having access to those rooms was really great. Um, Bill Watercott would just put me, we have a team room where all the business agents get together like a couple times a week and they talk about their jobs. They talk about job site stops. They talk about organizing and retention, all these things that are like true carpenter issues that are happening on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, my first week with the carpenters, they just put me in that room with the business agents. At first, the guys were like, what the hell is happening? Who is this girl? <laughs> but I just listened and they were kind and they let me in and I just listened and I really started to learn like the language, the vocabulary, the culture and everything. That was really, yeah. I mean, so many mentors, so many people. I just, I hope I didn't like, I don't want any of my, of the people I work with to hear this and be like, wow, I can't believe she forgot to mention my name. <laughs> <laughs> I did so much for her. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Oscars. You, yeah, uh, it's like, oh, don't worry, no. Don't worry about it. No big deal. I like to thank my mom, my dad. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree as far as not coming from the field and being an outsider and finding, you know, mentorship and guidance within the industry. It's such an amazing industry, and they're always oh, yeah. getting, and helping the next generation. So that's, well, that's and awesome. John, you yourself, I mean, oh, my gosh, yeah. so many legislative issues and like people that you have introduced me to and like you've taught me a lot and, and learning from the contractor side has been really great too. Cause that's something I, you have to understand. Um, yeah. cause we work so closely with our contractors and, um, you know, when they succeed, we succeed and vice versa. So you have helped me. You've been one of those people. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> and you've helped me too. It's a, it's a two way street here. So. <laughs> but, but speaking of that though, you know, what else amazes me is, you're not just talking Pennsylvania. Your your council oh, is beyond Pennsylvania. Um, obviously, time management plays a role. You can't cover all that and you know be focused in only one state. So, I, well, for starters, you want to talk about your council, like what exactly yeah. is the size? And sure, sure. So we do. We cover 
uh, lots of areas. I believe it is, and I don't want to miss a state because <laughs> we have so many. I will list them. We have Pennsylvania. I always start with Pennsylvania because it's kind of like, you know, my baby. Yeah. Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland, Delaware, West Virginia, Virginia, DC, and Puerto Rico. And no longer North Carolina, right? You used to cover no longer North Carolina. Yeah. When we did have North Carolina, it was a couple counties, but um, okay. those now belong to one of these southern councils. Yes. Gotcha. What's yeah. the biggest challenge there besides distance and uh, not being there directly? And they probably all function differently, I would assume, each state legislature. And oh, yeah. Well, they really do. And that's been in this past month and a half, whatever it's been since I was uh, promoted. Just trying to understand exactly what you said, the differences between all of the legislators and the politics. I mean, you know, in the state of Delaware, they have three counties. It's a wonderful state and incredible people, great carpenters. Um, they have three counties. They have a pretty small uh, legislate, legislature. They have one congressperson um, compared to a state like Pennsylvania that has 67 counties. Um, you know, in 250, 53, is it in the state legislature? Um, it just like understanding all those different things and, you know, the different rules that come with each state, uh, especially in the political world where, you know, rules and regulations are very, very important when it comes to campaigns and expenditures and things like that. So all of that stuff has been, you know, challenging. It's been really cool to learn about all the different places but even just like the cultures like new jersey is very very different than pennsylvania and um and virginia has been changing so much kind of understanding what's happening in virginia and all the evolution that's happening within labor and within the two parties and um it's just it's been great it's been really interesting it's definitely challenging and time management like you said like oh my yeah. gosh my calendar it's like I like I right now I'm scheduling into like the middle of October just because I'm trying to make sure I can do everything and that is a wild thing. But it's also about having a really wonderful team the people of people you can rely on, right? I yeah. mean, now that I am technically in this leadership role, um, you know, I have incredible people that I work with. We have a deputy political director in Virginia and DC. Her name is Catherine. She's just like amazing. She's the best. I can call her at any time and just, you know, hey, I need your help with this. Hey, can you and she's just always there. Mungu Sanchez in, in Philadelphia, he covers Philly and um, Maryland, and he's in D.C. all the time. He's really great. And then just like the whole team of business agents and reps that we have, council representatives, um, you know, everyone can be their own local political director, you know. So they're teaching me more than anything. You know, I'm trying to provide guidance and make sure everyone has access and resources um, and what they need. But they are teaching me all the time, and that's really, like, really, really important. So, yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you this, Tori. What What are some of the issues that that you and your team are either working to overcome or, or you know, trying to combat? Uh, you know, across all the states, across the whole region that you're covering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, how much time do we have? Huh? That's a lot of yeah, issues. I was right? gonna say, oh my gosh, you guys, you guys are gonna have me here until like. We'll do, tonight. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a 50,000 foot view level. How's that? Yeah. yeah. Well, the issues that we're trying, like, I mean, we have a major indus uh, industry issue in the construction industry, which, I mean, this is everywhere, not just in our council, but it's the issue of um, 
misclassification and tax fraud in the industry. I mean, that's something that we're battling everywhere. Um, so that's something that we're really trying to get ahead of. We're working with our contractors. We're working with legislators and um, district attorneys and AGs and people like that all over our council to educate and spread awareness and of that major, major issue. Um, and then each state has, you know, their big issues. And in West Virginia, just in the past couple of years, you know, you've seen this major shift of like West Virginia was like a union state. And then they lost everything in a matter of a couple of years. Um, you know, they're now a right to work state. They now don't have prevailing wage, which is massive, you know. So you're seeing this huge culture shift in West Virginia and, and labor not being valued like it used to be. So we're trying to to combat that and, and educate people and all the new legislators that they have, they've had a ton of turnover. Um, and then in places like Virginia, it's like the opposite is happening. Virginia just passed, you know, they flipped their legislature in 2019 and they passed prevailing wage for the first time ever. I think they had been right to work since the fifties. So it's like that those two States are like switching spots or something. Um, and then, you know, in Pennsylvania, we have, tons of things that we're trying to, to overcome and deal with. Um, so it's like we're playing defense in a lot of areas. We're going on offense, too, and trying to um, promote policies that will help the membership and help the contractors and just everyone prosper in the industry. Um, but, yeah, that's just a couple of them. One, one benefit I could see in dealing with different states is, you know, you mentioned uh, West Virginia and they, they repealed their uh, Davis-Bacon prevailing wage. Mm-hmm or our prevailing wage. Yes. And I use that example when I talk to Pennsylvania legislators, because I'm like, West Virginia can't find workers now because, you know, the, the price of construction is going up. They're trying to get more workers to come because they repealed this law. Mm-hmm. But that's what you covering all these states, you could probably use a ton of examples about this is why we should do this or should not do that. You know, me, I just read an article, yeah. but you actually live it. So that's- yeah, no, absolutely. We actually did that in Pennsylvania in this we had a bunch of members from the Scranton area come to a you know political information session and we brought up members from West Virginia to talk about what they lost losing prevailing wage and going right to work and how their wages have fallen and benefits and all those things you know are it's like a race to the bottom to teach the people in Pennsylvania this is why you have to be involved because we weren't involved and look what um look what happened look what we lost and they're knocking on your door I mean these the legislation they passed in West Virginia was just cut and pasted from the National Right to Work um, Society or whatever it's called. Um, you know, they're just taking that legislation to the next state. So it's, you know, they're knocking on our door. They're they're here. They want Pennsylvania to be the next state. So we did use that example. And, and we try to do that, you know, when we pass a really awesome law that has worked really well in one state, we try to replicate it in other areas, too, and, and show people the, the value and the, the examples that we have. You're listening to Tori Shriver, who is the political director for the EAS Regional Council of Carpenters. And uh, Tori, I would imagine that what you just said, you know, having an expansive region really is a a beauty and a curse, you know, because you can replicate things and move things around. But at the same time, you just, I mean, you said it yourself, you're playing defense constantly. Um, so uh, how many people are on your team and how many people are, you know, how are you coordinating that just geography element? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, so we have, um, in just in the political department, we have deputy political directors that cover like most of our regions. So we have 
what I used to do for Pennsylvania and New Jersey. So we have people like that in other areas of our council. But also, like I said earlier, we have our council representatives who are also doing political work and engaging with membership all the time. Um, and then we have all of our departments that work together. So the department heads like myself and then Anthony and, and organizing and Frank and communications and Ron Meisker and labor and compliance all kind of working together, making sure everyone's on the same page so that when we go back to all of our respective teams and um, you know, the teams of people that we're working with in the different regions, everyone is on the same page. It's really just a matter of um, communicating all of the time. I mean, texting and calling everyone so no one misses a beat and we're all on the same page. We do have, we have an awesome team and we have it, you know, in, in the Pittsburgh area, we probably have about 15 or 16 council representatives. So, you know, in Philadelphia, we have a few more and and they're all they're all over the place. They cover the entire council and, and they're all great and they all know their areas so, so well that if, you know, I'm confused or I need to know what's happening in Westmoreland County or I need to know what's happening in, in Morris County in New Jersey, I can call on them and just say, hey, can you just update me? You know, this has become a major priority and I need to I need to get some background so we can take the next steps and communication is key. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Not just on the political front, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, Tori, I, I, I have a feeling we could be we could talk to you for hours and have some very, very solid conversation. So we're just going to have to invite you back yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. at some point in the future. And, um, you know, I want to thank you for joining us today and uh, can't wait till the next time. Yeah, thank you so much. And I'm happy to come back. I have an idea on the next time. On the next time, maybe we do an on-site visit. And I heard Puerto Rico is now in your territory. <laughs> Puerto Rico Trading Saturday. All right, let's set it up. <laughs> okay, sounds <Perfect>. good. <laughs> I am totally in favor of that. John, that's why you are the leader of the yes. KCA. That is brilliant. Yes. Great idea. Thanks, Tony. Keep up the Thanks, great work. Guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you for joining the Building PA podcast presented by PJ Dick. To stay up to date, follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook and visit buildingpapodcast.com to subscribe to upcoming shows. Thanks for listening.